1: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. So there's that we can discuss. Why don't I play for you as well here a little bit of uh, Rachel Notley. You know, she's the premier of Alberta. Uh, She's very proud of herself because, you know, she helped get the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion approved. And there's some truth to that, right? Prime Minister Trudeau back in late November... Gave his approval to this pipeline project and specifically singled out Rachel Notley and praised her for her leadership on the the carbon tax stuff. And you could probably make an argument that what Rachel Notley did helped give some political cover to Justin Trudeau. He said yes. Good for him. That's great. But I think we all knew at the time, we all should have known at the time, that that was not the beginning of the end of this process, but really the end of the beginning. There's a lot more that needs to happen before this pipeline is operational, right? Nothing at all has been built. The problem here was that Rachel Notley and Justin Trudeau were getting a little ahead of themselves. I wrote a piece for Global News over the weekend in arguing that this this political narrative has come back to bite them. Their exaggerations have now caught up with them because now suddenly the political uncertainty in BC means uncertainty for the Trans Mountain Pipeline. If the NDP gained power... Or if the liberals are prepared to compromise on their support for Trans Mountain, that throws this whole thing up in the air. Again, it's still Ottawa's decision. But if a provincial government wants to throw up all kinds of roadblocks and tie this up in court and tie it up in all kinds of red tape, they could probably do so. So when Rachel Notley was running around saying, we did what previous governments couldn't do, we are getting pipelines built. When Justin Trudeau runs around and says, We're getting pipelines built, and the conservatives before us, they couldn't. They weren't being honest. They weren't being honest. And I think now we see that obviously they they were exaggerating here because we don't know if this pipeline is going to be built. I certainly hope it is. But they overplayed their hand a little bit. So now they're worried. Understandably so. Here's uh, some of Premier Rachel Notley today talking about the Trans Mountain Pipeline and its now uncertain future.
0: Of course, we understand that some oppose the twinning of the pipeline, and I respect their opinions. But I fundamentally disagree with the view that one province or even one region can hold hostage the economy of another province, or in this case, the economy of our entire country. It's not how we do things in Canada, in practice, and in my view, in the law. And therefore, it's our view that there are no tools available, available for a province to overturn or otherwise block a federal government decision to approve a project that is in the larger national interest.
1: Okay, they shouldn't be able to. Technically, it's Ottawa's decision, right? This is a project going from one point of Canada to another. It's entirely federal jurisdiction. That we know and Rachel Notley knows that if the province of BC in conjunction by the way with other special interest groups. If they're determined to block this. Who knows what will happen? So rather than trying to spike the football, the political football, on their predecessors, rather than trying to do that touchdown dance and trying to rub it in the nose of their predecessors, Notley and Trudeau should have been gearing up for this battle. And you know who's a good ally in this battle? Other politicians who support pipelines. So rather than bashing the Rose and the PCs here, and rather than bashing the conservatives federally, trying to say they couldn't get it done, and look at us, we're great, we got it done. This should be an issue where we put politics aside and saying, you know what? We support the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. Our political opponents support the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. We're on the same side in this debate. And we know full well that we're up against a very organized and motivated opposition. So we need to dig in and prepare for a fight and prepare to do what we need to do to get this pipeline project through to completion. That's what needed to happen. It was immature political games that Rachel Notley and Justin Trudeau were playing. And it was based on a fundamental dishonesty. They hadn't accomplished anything, certainly anything more than Stephen Harper. Stephen Harper approved Northern Gateway. Justin Trudeau has approved Trans Mountain. At this point, both have achieved the exact same thing, which is not much. Now, it's true that Harper saw other pipelines built, the original Keystone Pipeline, the Alberta Clipper. So, yeah, I mean, there's some further dishonesty in trying to argue that Harper got no pipelines built. But certainly we want to see additional capacity to the West Coast. And it's not a time to be playing political games. So, yeah, this... this, Political gamesmanship has caught up with them. And so now Notley and Trudeau got a big problem on their hands. And by extension, the rest of us. All right, 403-974-8255. More time for your calls. Got a few other things to get to here. Uh, So stay with us. We're back after this. All right, welcome back. 403-974-8255. Got a text from Lauren who says, Rob, you're the liar. Trudeau and Rachel bragged about getting pipelines approved, not getting them built. Well, obviously, we know nothing's been built, but the two of them are acting as though they've achieved something that their predecessors could not and did not, that they've exceeded the accomplishments of the governments that were before them, and that is the lie. They haven't. They may still, but they haven't accomplished anything yet. Harper approved Northern Gateway. Trudeau approved Trans Mountain. In both cases, it's nothing more than an approval. Now, Trans Mountain might have a better chance of getting built than Northern Gateway, but only time will tell. So, no, at this point, they have not done more than their predecessors. They have not done what their predecessors couldn't do. And furthermore, Trudeau very specifically said in Calgary, when he was here in January, that Harper did not get any pipelines built. That they had 10 years and they could not get any pipelines built. That is a flat out lie. Because they did. I mean, two big ones, the original Keystone and the Alberta Clipper. Okay, so if you want to argue, well, yeah, okay, those didn't go to the West Coast or the East Coast. Well, okay, fine, fair enough. What other pipelines were there for Harper to approve? The NEB didn't finish up with uh, Trans Mountain until May of 2016. Harper was out of office by then. He had no ability to rule on Trans Mountain. There were no other pipeline projects to the East or the West Coast before him. Right. Remember, governments don't decide pipeline projects. They don't come up with the idea. They simply approve what's proposed. If a company wants to build a pipeline, they ask Ottawa for permission. Ottawa says yes or no. So there were no other pipeline projects to the West Coast that Harper failed to approve. There was one that was put to him, and he said yes. Unfortunately, it didn't get built, and now Trudeau is ensured that it won't. He killed Northern Gateway. But again, my point here is that I supported that decision. I support Trudeau's decision. I'm glad Trudeau said yes to this pipeline. I think we need to get behind this. I think it's encouraging that we kind of have this broad political consensus where we got liberals and NDP and conservatives all saying, you know what, this project's great. Let's make it happen. So yeah, I do think Notley and Trudeau overplayed their hand. And rather than zero in on pipeline opponents, they decided to zero in on their political opponents. Although one thing Trudeau has done that his predecessor didn't do, as someone points out to me here, says Harper didn't get cardboard cutouts done of himself, and you're not successful until you hit that level. That is true. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. You have more time for your calls. We'll say good afternoon to Dan. Dan, welcome to the program.
0: Oh, thanks, Rob. Um... I got maybe an uh, an ignorant question here, but um who stands to gain if these pipelines go through I, agree, uh, I, I, I know it, it seems like we do, but you know I've never had my taxes go down because the pipeline got approved, I'm just curious uh, at what point this this is actually an issue for us here when it's when it's really just the uh you know antennas and and these kind of the guys that are going to make billions in profits they they say Alberta's a rich country but w- I don't see it. Where, like, my taxes are going up, not down. I don't, I don't understand. Where, where, well, okay, let, where let's does it benefit us? Do you remember when
1: when there was the, the mad cow scare and all these countries blocked Canadian beef exports? Yeah. Right? That, that was bad well, for the economy, right?
0: Well, it was bad for certain jobs, beef jobs,
1: Yeah. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of jobs lost. A lot of uh, farms yeah. went under. Uh, and Sorry, and well, that impacts the economy. I think my point is that, that being able to export our product is a good thing.
0: But, but you're saying it's our product. I don't, you, like, I, I get it. Uh, the government takes a portion. But well, no,
1: I don't want governments owning any of these companies or these businesses. But, yeah, when individual businesses are able to export and they're able to thrive, that's a benefit to the economy. I don't think there's well, a connection between a pipeline getting built and your taxes. At the end of the day, governments decide what their tax rates are. So I don't know what that has to do with with a, yeah. a business being successful or jobs being created. Governments well, set tax rates. That's that's a separate issue to me. But I would right. look at it.
0: When you look at a place like like uh, Saudi Arabia, their the, the people that are citizens are are wealthy because they have a resource that that is that is you know the world wants their resource. So the people of Saudi Arabia become wealthy.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about but that. There, there's, there's an elite few in Saudi Arabia that have become unbelievably wealthy as a result. I don't know that the average citizen there necessarily, that's the case. But I think my point is, I mean, which province, even despite two years of economic downturn, which province has the highest wages in the country?
0: Right, but if we get to approve a pipeline, are you getting a raise? Well,
1: no, hang right, on right, a raise. Well, I don't know where you work. And so no, getting a pipeline built would not directly impact my salary. But certainly when Alberta does well, I think there's there's a benefit to to all kinds of different industries, not just those directly impacted and and you know, we live through it. We've we've been through those those boom times, right? When when things are going well here and we see the well, if, impact if it has some people on benefit. other business. You're
0: right. So you're absolutely right that some people benefit. But the the point is I always hear Alberta's wealth, I hear Alberta's products and then they say Albertans, Like, what, what, when does this actually benefit me as a person? What, what, what do you want, What do you need
1: to see? What, what are you looking for? What, what's your criteria for whether this is, is a good thing? Well, or
0: not? if if, it's, if the profits are for big corporations, stop calling it Alberta's product. Stop Not you, but let's let's all stop pretending that, that we're all going to be wealthy off of the 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 riches. Okay, of but Alberta. What do you mean wealthy?
1: Do you mean the Alberta government? Are you to, are you talking about individuals?
0: What, what I'm telling you is that if we sell out all of our oil tomorrow, I'm not getting a raise. I, I'm just in the wrong industry. So we're, we're literally championing, we're spending money, and we have our politicians talking about this all to help certain people make money. And it's not all Albertans, but yet, when framed on the radio, it's everybody's getting, you know, we're That's all benefiting.
1: And look, these companies are the ones investing money in this pipeline. Right, the government's not building it for them. All the government's doing is saying, "Yes, go ahead and build your pipeline."
0: But again, how does that help me?
1: Well, I'm trying to understand how you define that. Is it going to put cash directly in your pocket? Probably not. If we're able well, to what, well, so hang why on, higher? hang on, let me answer the question though. Go if ahead. we're able to export abroad, not just to the United States, we can fetch a higher price for that export. If we can fetch a higher price for that export, huh. that means higher royalties for the Alberta government. Do you and see that as a positive?
0: But then, what, what does that do then? Well, so, we have high, so we have higher profits for for Alberta. Our, our cut is higher, and then what? What do we do with that money? Well, what
1: do you want them to do with the money?
0: Well, give me something uh, to make this worth my time. Like why? Well, what do you, I, you want, know, Dan? Well, tell me what you want. I want uh, a cut. You want a cut? If, it, if I'm an Albertan, I born born and raised Albertan, and every day I got to hear on the radio our products. Alberta's wealthy, you know all this. Well, I'm not wealthy, and, and, and during the last boom, I don't recall my boss...
1: Okay, uh, but hang on. But do you, do you count taxes as, as one of the defining factors here in, in how much you have or how well off you are?
0: Like how much I pay? Yeah. Well, I, again, I don't recall getting a, a big tax break the last boom either. So that's, here's, here's my point. Okay, but, no, hang on,
1: that, a, but hang on a second. If you could, you would consider that a benefit to you, right?
0: Uh, like if I got if a benefit...
1: If you, got yeah. a, if you got a tax cut, you would consider that money in your pocket, right? Absolutely. Okay. And which province still has the lowest taxes in the country?
0: So a uh, lowest taxes is a tax cut. Now we're...
1: Well, no, I'm just saying that already we have the lowest taxes in the country. Is that not an advantage over other well, provinces? Hang on, but my... is, that, is that an advantage that's tied to the economic activity in Alberta, do you think?
0: Right. When, well, I'm trying to answer you. When I look at my how much I pay in taxes every year, I don't see how the government could take more from me. Yet every... Well, just look at any other
1: province, Dan. That that would be a good place to start. All right. Well, is it true, right? I mean, I just want to make sure we're in agreement. Right, right. Which province has the lowest taxes in the country?
0: Right, but what I'm saying is that they're not low.
1: Well, okay. They can always be lower. That's fine. I'm just saying, isn't it interesting uh, that the province that has this economic driver the highest wages in the country, uh, has the lowest taxes in the country. Right? So so that matters. My point is that it's all connected. When the economy's doing well, we benefit. If Alberta has a 3% GDP growth, you're certainly going to benefit more than if the province sees a 3% GDP contraction. It, it, it all matters. It matters to all of us.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. it, 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 I don't know. It just doesn't sound convincing. It, it doesn't... Uh... To me, it doesn't seem like like we're actually catching a benefit as Albertan citizens. Well, there, I, okay. there are people okay. Uh, okay. doing the same job that I do here in Calgary that are going to be the money to do it up in Fort Mac, and I'm not sure how I, I, I don't see the connection.
1: What, what industry do you work in, by the way?
0: Uh, I, are I, I you able to a say? Drive. I drive. You drive a truck, and, and so the only way I can, I can either benefit off of this. Uh, one of two ways i can try to invest my money in oil companies okay well, or can i can that. i can i can leave my family and go work up in fort mac so so when i hear mm-hmm. uh, okay. people talking about alberta advantage all this well it's not an, uh, an advantage to most of the people that live here okay
1: but you say you drive a truck is that what you say yeah or what what do you ship
0: i uh, i don't know if that's relevant
1: Oh, okay. Be- I, I don't know. Maybe that
0: I've been doing it long enough that during the last boom, we didn't boom. I see. And now, and w- that, now w- okay, that we're, but we've been in a downturn, I didn't go down. So, your, so my business is is, your business is
1: unchanged. Your business is unchanged in the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, well, my, my business here, you know, not to get into, too deep into it, it's relatively static. Okay, and mm-hmm. so that, that's my point, is that when, when Alberta booms with oil and we get, you know, a, another dozen pipelines, good for the oil companies. Because they're going to make billions and billions of profit off of a resource that is supposedly Alberta. And then when Alberta takes its royalty.
1: Right. Billions and billions in royalty.
0: My taxes aren't going down. In fact, they're going up. And so when taxes go up, how is this an Alberta advantage?
1: Well, you should ask the government that, Dan, but I appreciate the phone call. Some interesting points. Okay. So Dan's saying, how does this impact me? I don't work in the oil patch. I'm not going to be building a pipeline. How does this benefit me? So, I don't know. Do you want to respond to Dan? four zero three 974 8255 We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.